welcome back to True Crime Tuesdays on the Days with Jade podcast. As always, before we get into this case, I would just like to leave a quick disclaimer and let you know that some listeners may find what we discuss in this podcast to be disturbing and so viewer discretion is advised. The case that I will be covering in this episode was a 34-year-old cold case. But recently, in 2015, it was finally solved. This is the case of Yanula Yani. This case took place in 1982, when Yanula was just a 17-year-old girl who had recently finished school and was awaiting her results. Yanula lived with her parents and siblings in North London. Yanula's father owned a cobbler's shop just around the corner from where she lived. So every day, her and her mum would take him some lunch. Her family were Greek Cypriots and they were fairly strict. So Yanula was never really allowed out on her own and life for her pretty much revolved around her home, her family and many close to her said that her family just meant everything to her. At the time this case took place, it just received so much attention. There were so many appeals within the media for anybody to come forward with any information they may have. And for years afterwards, there was just so much interest in the case and trying to figure out who possibly could have committed such a horrific crime. Now, this brings me to an incident that happened several weeks before Yanula died. Yanula had siblings and given that her and her family were so close... It wasn't strange that they would be out and about doing things together. And one day in particular, Yanula and her sister and mum were out just for a walk during the day. And on this particular day on their walk, they noticed a man who seemed to almost be trying to get their attention. He was looking at them and they kind of made eye contact with him and the sisters shared a joke that maybe he even fancied one of them. So they had a bit of a laugh and a joke about that and continued on their walk. But throughout the walk... This man just kept popping up and at one point he even waved at them. It was after a few times that they had seen the same man that the girl's mum started to become really anxious and just have a funny feeling about the man and she actually said that she wanted to just hurry up and get home and one of the girls made a remark that you know there was three of them and only one of him and that they were going to be fine but once the man started to actually actively follow behind them to their house they all seemed to get a little bit freaked out and they raced home closed their door ran up the stairs looked out of the window and this man was actually outside of their home looking just at their house which of course would freak anybody out. After this incident it's reported that life pretty much went back to normal for the family and Yunula continued to go to her dad's shop which was just around the corner from where she lived and every day her and her mum would still take her dad some lunch. Now on the day of the crime which was Friday the 13th Yunula and her mum had arrived at her father's shop to give him lunch and they'd noticed that her dad was really busy. The shop was really busy and there seemed to just be so much work that needed doing. So her mum actually told Yunula to go home and start preparing dinner and that she was going to stay with her dad and help him finish up. So Yunula walked back home. It was probably about a four or five minute walk from her dad's shop to her house. So off she went. Now at the Yarnid residence, anytime somebody would ring the bell, it was just common practice that they would look out of the window to see who was at the front door. Yunula arrived home 
and not long after that there was a ring at her doorbell. Now family have speculated that she must have known the person at the door because otherwise she wouldn't have opened being that they would always look out of the window to check who it was if it was someone she didn't know it would just be unlikely that she would open the door to them. At the same time a neighbour of Yunula's family was walking home and she reported walking up her road and seeing a male with dark hair attempting to walk up her footpath to her front door. Obviously realising his mistake, he then switched his path and went next door and knocked on Yunula's door. This is further confirmed by a local man that actually confessed he'd always had a crush on Yunula. He was riding past on his bike at this exact time and saw Yunula at the door with this man. He actually remembers that she was smiling at the man. And when asked why he remembered that, he just said that he'd never forgotten it because in that moment he wished that she had been smiling at him. The theory that Yunula knew her killer was further confirmed from the fact that there was no forced entry at the home that could be found and that obviously Yunula had been seen smiling at the man at her house. It's been reported that it was no more than 20 minutes later when Yunula's parents arrived home and they called out to let her know that they were back but they had no reply. Yunula's mum made her way upstairs and sadly found Yunula passed away on her bed. Police found that Yunula had fought and struggled with her attacker and just horrendously been raped and strangled to death. The police pretty quickly set about trying to find Yunula's killer and appealed profusely to the public for anybody that had any information or had seen anybody in, near or around Yunula's home. The main suspect that they were looking for was explained as around 5 foot 6 inches, a 20-something year old man with black neatly combed hair who was wearing a blue jacket. And this is the guy that Yunula's neighbour and the local man that had a crush on her had seen. They were working on the assumption that potentially he was also from the Greek Cypriot community. Thousands upon thousands of people were interviewed and most of the residents on the road and the surrounding area did receive a knock on the door from the police as well as Yunula's previous work colleagues at the local Woolworths in Finchley Road where she had been working at the time of her murder part-time. A mobile police station was also set up really close to the family's home and students of the local Swiss Cottage College were lined up and fingerprinted. In the October of that year, there did seem to be a potential new lead after a man who was of a similar description to the guy they were looking for in Yunula's case was found to have attempted to rape a 12-year-old girl in her bedroom after he had gained access to her home not far away. But that lead went no further. On the first anniversary of Yunula's murder, her father, who was just, of course, desperate for any information and answers, offered up a £3,000 reward, but to no avail. Reports say that for the years following, her family tirelessly continued to fight for the truth of what had happened to Yunula and who had committed the unthinkable. And some even say that it was down to their persistency and their consistent conversations with the police that actually led to them not giving up. In 2003, there was a major breakthrough in this case. With the advances in technology, they actually were able to find a DNA profile on the bedsheet where Yunula's body was found. But unfortunately, that found no matches on the police database. 
So whoever had committed this crime did not have a DNA profile on the police databases. The case remained cold and unfortunately, a few years later, Yunula's father sadly passed away. On the 30th of December in 2015, the police were about to uncover the biggest break in the case they had had since it took place. A man named James Warnock was arrested for the possession of indecent images and upon being arrested he was asked for a DNA sample which he gave that was then placed into the police database and lo and behold it was a match for the DNA that was found on the bedsheets Yunula's body was on. This was a huge breakthrough and police set about interviewing James straight away. In his interview, James explained that he had gone to Yunula's father's shop to have his boots repaired and he had asked Yunula's father if there was anything that he could do but it turned out that actually the boots weren't that bad and he didn't need anything doing to them. On this visit in the shop though, he did see Yunula. They smiled at each other but they didn't speak or anything until he actually bumped into her at a different shop. He said that they hit it off straight away and they got chatting and he asked if she would like to go out for something to eat or on a date with him sometime and Yunula explained to him that she came from a really strict family and that it wasn't acceptable for her to be dating boys. Now at this same time in the words of James himself he was pretty much married so he was living with another woman and due to be married to her so he had explained to Yunula that he did have a place but they couldn't really meet there because of that situation and she had said that he could come round to her house but it would have to be when her dad was at work and her mum was there and her brother and sister weren't home. So James explained to police that they struck up a relationship and that they had actually had sexual intercourse with one another and that he would go to Yunula's home on the days when her family were not there. When questioned about if he had heard of Yunula's murder, James said he hadn't heard anything about the murder at all and he put that down to the times and the fact that there was no internet and that he rarely watched TV and that in those days, if you wanted to find out what was in the news, you probably would look in the newspapers but he was a typical guy so he only used the newspapers to look at the sports. Now, police found this pretty unbelievable. Like, if you had been seeing a girl and all of a sudden you didn't see the girl anymore, surely you would think to find out what was happening to the girl that you were seeing right like that's just common sense so like I said police didn't believe him and James was actually charged with the murder of Yunula the case went to trial and James Warnock was found guilty of her murder much to the relief of all of Yunula's family who just never gave up hope that they would find justice for Yunula all of Yunula's family were at the court case and her mum had actually given evidence in the trial so after 34 years finally the man who had killed Yunula was behind bars. At the time that James was arrested, he was a divorced father of two who crazily was still living in the same local area as where he had committed the murder of Yunula. It's so crazy that he wasn't found sooner and mad that he was just able to get away with it for 34 years. But thankfully, the case is now solved and the right man is behind bars for the rest of his life. That's it from me and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening until next time